Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hi, once again, Sue Rose Minahan at Talk Cosmos here in Bellevue, actually, outside of Seattle, and glad to connect again. We are in the midst of the Cancer Archetype. Amazingly, just as we speak, this is astrologically speaking, the United States natal chart, which for all of you is on July 4th, 1776, and the Sibley chart that's often used is at 5.10 p.m. in Philadelphia. And astrologers that do a lot of calculations as far as timing say that the timing proves to be pretty correct. So we'll go, it's often, it's regarded highly as being, as accurate. Although there are some others, but that's, and with that, the lunar nodes are having an exact lunar return. Now these are points of the moon of intersection points. I think we've brought them up in other um, talks. And for those astrologers, you realize that that is what they are. But yet for the new people that are listening, that are learning about all of this, they're not actually planets, they're points. And the idea is with evolutionary astrology that I personally follow, that the south node is our entry of the past. And the North Node is an integration point that we want to pursue, representing the future, the growth and the change. So today, it's not just today. These points last for a while in time and space, and it's been significant. It's a return of energies that we're experiencing. And we, we are, as a nation, a cancer identity. So the lunar nodes hold particular importance. And as of today, also, Mars in its transit is conjunct. That means it's within a few degrees. In fact, it's two degrees away. Very powerful. And across from it for today is Mercury, which accentuates our sharing and and talking ability. But the power of tonight really is a return to the very one of the first few talks we did early in April, because at that time Chiron, which is a combination of an asteroid and even thought in other categories, but it has its own cycle as all the planets transit, and it entered Aries, and because it has such an elongated elliptic uh, orbit, it stays in Aries for eight years. And it happens to be that the United States natal Chiron is in Aries. So this is a a very important factor that is under the surface that reveals issues that we will discuss because its ruler, which is Mars, is conjunct the south node. So it's quite pertinent. Today, we're going to jump right into this, but I want to introduce the most wonderful guest from Seattle, John Luke. 
and he studied astrology with Stephen Forrest and Julene Lewis. Traditional and evolutionary techniques enhance his unique consultations, in which he encourages dialogue, mindfulness through the process. John Luke has spoken at local astrological groups. We have a, a wonderful association called Washington State Astrology Association, which he is a board member for the last eight years. And he's spoken at NORWAC, which is a, a conference that is nationwide and, un and actually international. That's the word I'm trying to find, international. John enjoys hiking, cycling. He pens poems, marvelous poems. He's a Sag and loves to travel in new places, including all our mental extravaganza adventures. So I welcome thoroughly John. Hi. Hi, Sue. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. All right. I Thanks am. for having me on your show. Well, this is a treat, and particularly because I'm so glad you were interested in returning to Chiron, because Chiron, with Mars, Mars is is so instrumental right now in its position, and and in this month of Cancer, they're both in aspect, in hard aspect to each other quite a bit. So the energies are, we're feeling them. That is true. Um, with Chiron going into Aries, so for Chiron, that means it's taking on a Mars kind of feeling. So uh, warrior stuff comes up and uh, boundaries and uh, aggressions and stuff like that. That's boundaries, too. That is so true because if you go forward... I was thinking far and forward, so I kind of said that mixed up, but one does come into boundaries. But this remembrance of warriors that you had brought up, that we, we are a nation of warriors fighting causes and also wars. And it is, uh, I was realizing in, before we talked, that it is often not, because it's not on our soil these days, it's often a shadow side that we project onto other people. I think that's true. I think uh, it's been a large part of our culture since the very beginning. And um, uh, I think since uh, the Vietnam War, it's been a, the veterans who come back from our wars haven't been treated very well. And so I think this is a time for America to look at that and um, see what can be done about it. Oh, we also mentioned earlier, remember, uh, the U.S. is founded by people who are pioneers who mm -hmm. uh, left their countries and immigrated, and they kept going and going and went westward and westward, and I believe maybe we've run out of frontier. <laughs> so what do the warriors do now? So that's kind of an interesting thing to think about, and maybe that's one of the things we're looking at with Chiron and Aries. Very true. Right. It is, and it's retrograde that's ruler right now, so it's a matter right. of looking inside of ourselves, yeah. you know, realizing... Well, there's two huge... Recalibrating the, rule, the warriors inside ourselves, I was thinking. Yeah, what cause? Yeah, right. what, what direction? Because Aries wants to separate, it wants to go forward. Right. But it needs to have, that's really the integration of mind and, well, it's being squared, this is astrological talk, but by Uranus, which is in Taurus, so that's spirit and matter. Mm -hmm. And it's really asking us to, to energize those domains of of perspective mm -hmm. and everything. In fact, it's opposing Jupiter, which is the of of perspective. Well, there's a lot of food for thought here, and food for thought is a good word with cancer because <laughs> food is <laughs> and thought. And we're 
with Mercury there across. But when you're speaking of Vietnam and the warriors, it's so easy as a nation to have aggressions and to think of, well, I don't know if it's easy, but the point is is that if we do shadow, if we don't own our shadow, I was just reading that in a wonderful book by, let me find this right away. Um, the point is, is that if we don't own our shadows, we can't identify them when other people bring them up in front of us. Mm. And by and like William Blake, the great poet, said that to really uh, unite be, out of the polarities is to bring form to heaven and spirit uh, uh, to hell, mm. <laughs> you know, in, in, in a symbolic fashion, saying that so that we unite this great uh, potential potentiality mm -hmm. so what happens to uh just a question to put out there when uh you have a whole lot of warrior energy that's all shadow and locked inside and doesn't have an outlet mm. maybe that's something we have to look at as a country too i love that i i'm so glad you said and so that. like well, asking a whole country to look at that well look at your like you said before look within yourself i guess and find those shadows. I guess I'm just repeating what you said. No, it's, it's, it's now is the time to do that. And Chiron is saying, "Hey, let's do that." Yes. Yeah. And what we're, and it happens to be in our fourth house, which again, the uh, home. Yes. The family, right? The whole cancer. Uh, and a lot of the process. time, where do a lot of aggressions may come out? Well, in a family situation. So that's interesting to think about too. And it's internal. It's our own cycle of 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 personal attachments, what m gives us a life in cancer, as we've been speaking. And, you know, people, we are immigrants as a nation, and people left often their country out of distress. Right. It wasn't just because it was, yeah. uh, oh, people don't like to leave their home necessarily. I mean, there is the adventurer, but other than that, like Ireland with the potato famine. Mm -hmm. Religious know, freedom. Um, yes. oppression, so on and so forth, right? Yeah, the original Reformation in England. So these immigrants are strong people. <laughs> they Think are. Yeah, they are. And they've come out of trauma, which has a lot to do with our... Oh, well, we have to look at another thing. We have to uh, talk about or think about people who are brought here against their will, right? Oh, that's true, too. And then the people who are already here, Native Americans. So it's it's quite a soup of things to work out. I guess. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that with Chiron because you were going to remind us about the mythology of Chiron. Oh, well, yeah, I can. Oh, oh we're in Cancer. I want to say something about, um, I don't remember who the quote was from, but uh, now is the time to change from weaponry to livingry. So we, uh, we have this huge defense budget, which makes a whole lot of weaponry, which is a bit much, I think. I think it, it could be put to better use. Change it into living room, like putting it into schools, putting it into gardens, housing, right? Absolutely, and that's and really... That's, we develop our home, yeah, the oh, national home. Yes. And Aronis in Taurus is really asking for those resources to unite that sense of spirit and matter yeah. into new resources that can build our, our uh, south node. I mean, we all have a south node in... Even though right today it is a nodal return, 
we're going to keep that natal um, south node, and it is asking us to unite it towards a manifestation for legacy, you know, in Leo. And so that's that's well put. Good questions. In fact, we will have later at the half hour a time that people can call in. I'll give that number right now. It's 888-298-5569. I'll repeat it later. But if you have questions about how you might answer some of this, we'd be glad to hear from you, too. There was another question. You oh, Well, let's go to Centaur. Let's, the myth of Chiron? Yes, so people right, are up to date with us. Kind of from a talk that I gave. Um, so Chiron is a centaur. He was the oldest and the wisest and the only immortal one. His father is Kronos, the god of time. His mother is Philyra, and his wife or his consort is Caraclo, another centaur. Kronos uh, had changed himself into a horse to hide from Rhea, his consort. So Chiron was born half horse, right? Um, Philyra was so disgusted by her son, she abandoned him. And she implored the gods to change her into something other than human. And she was changed into a linden tree. So Chiron grows up and he becomes a mentor. Um, and like all through Greek mythology, he like mentored everybody, Jason, Achilles, Heracles, which is Hercules, um, Aeneas, and Perseus. And uh, he taught Orpheus how to play the lyre. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- there's a god called Aristias, and he's the god of cultivation. Chiron taught him everything. And Asclepius, the god of healing, was taught oh. by Chiron. So he was like the guy you go to. So the centaurs all lived on Mount Pelion which is in Greece, of course. And one night there's a party. of The, the centaurs are having a party. You can't imagine Chiron participating because he was kind of bookish. And all the uh, immortal centaurs were more um, rugged, I guess. So Heracles was at the party, and he got into um, Chiron's arrow supply. <laughs> and not the regular arrows, but the poisoned ones, of course, because oh. that would be far more fun. So he's shooting arrows everywhere, and one of the arrows lands in Chiron's thigh. Uh, the, the arrows had been dipped in the blood of the hydra. That's what made them poisonous. So Chiron, who's immortal, who uh, can't, can't heal his wound, and he can't die from the pain either because he's immortal, so he suffers. So he relinquishes, he, in the end, he relinquishes his immortality, and he dies, and he's placed in the heavens as the constellation Centaurus, not Sagittarius. Sagittarius is a Babylonian constellation, so... So a Chiron represents the planet or uh, asteroid comet. Mm-hmm. What it represents is uh, uh, a wound that we cannot heal. But we learn to live with it, and we can help others because of it. And we can teach. Right. Right. Yes. And through teaching, it helps that, right. that wound. I really registered, I had forgotten, that her, the first wound was the abandonment from the mother. Yeah. So right. here, that is rather significant because here, as a Cancerian country, our Chiron is in the fourth house, which gives it archetypally yeah. a lot of significance in those areas that we are always demonstrating um, our security, our our own private home is supposed to be. But right. yet, on the other hand, look what we have. We have homelessness everywhere. So, uh, and veterans, too, that have... We created this country, uh, pioneers coming 
wanting to settle, and they did, and it's really hard to live here, <laughs> ironically. So it's that home base that is really hard to achieve here in America for a lot of people, I think. And that's something. Well, that it can. has become this. It has become this yeah. as as we as so many people are in the cities now, mm-hmm. and cities like Seattle is literally oh pricing gosh. itself out. I mean, it's near a million dollars a house. It's growing really fast. Yeah, it's, it's kind of insane. Like San Francisco or something, and and it's frequent where you know as technology changes, people go to the cities, and yet it's. Uh, has its own issues, so home and housing. Yeah, but this idea of the abandoned mother, I suppose really that gets to an immigrant leaves its own motherland. So of course it yeah. wants to make. So as a people, as we... And you also, uh, a homeland taken away from you in the case of the Native Americans. Yes, right? absolutely. That's a large part of the history that should be talked about. And Yeah. I agree, mm. I agree. I think we can learn a great deal to, well, we can learn from the peoples and we can also learn to remember to shift, right now, shift our methods of, of, of questioning like what you were suggesting here of asking where can we adventure within? Or it's not just adventure, but where can we... It's reconfiguring and rethinking everything. When I was a kid, I, uh, I was into history a lot and I got to studying when the states joined the Union, and I thought that was kind of interesting. And then I was learning about the Native American nations, too, and I thought, well, why, why couldn't they be admitted as states or nations? Wouldn't that be interesting? Yes. Imagine what kind of a country it would be or if those voices were heard. It would be an interesting thing to think about. Yes. Yes. Yes, I mean, sometimes I haven't thought. I, I just, I totally, absolutely agree with you. It's amazing, and... You know, there's so many elements. Another thing is with the direction of people, they're having fewer babies. I was, right. you know, the expense of it, and mm-hmm. that's one of the issues. And that we're actually below, I think, below the reproduction. We're at 1.6 instead of 2.1. We're in common now with many many European nations right. that are unable to reproduce Population's themselves. leveling off, and then mm-hmm. I think, is it France where it's actually decreasing or something like that? Yes, yeah. and I think we're matching that now. So these are factors that we need to really add to our perspective. You know, we, we do have this grand trine right, I mean, grand square right now. It's a lot of energies, and it is asking us to really look at our roots. I mean, the fourth house is our roots. It's mm-hmm. our foundation, and and there's so many factors here. For instance, I was thinking that really, right now we're we're focusing on our national identity of fighting for causes and the wounds of war, but the Moon, Mars, Chiron, Uranus, besides Jupiter, they're all involved. All these archetypal energies connected, and in your questions, really. All of us, rather than reacting to um, shadows and and pointing fingers, if we really stop and realize that this is an emotional, intellectual time to Well, it's interesting you said to stop Mars retrograde, slowing down, going backwards. 
and it's a square, so the energy is all like trying to move, and it's in fixed signs, which are the signs that we don't want to move. Yeah. So it's like stop, park, and look what's going around. What can you change? What can you do? Stuff like that. And well, of course, look within. Most important of all, what are you adding to it, or how can you help it change, or what's the best action you can take? And there is. There's and, always and allow others to take their actions as well and honor and respect those. Yeah. Right. It is. And by sitting within and really yeah. knowing that there is a new self-sustaining pattern you can create. Because I was reminded, too, that today, at least, for this period of time, as of we speak, we have a grand trine. Oh, and right. Jupiter's yeah. joining it with, with Neptune and uh, the sun. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we do have some possible... That's in water. Yes, which <laughs> feels, you know, so there's gut level. So fixed, uh, stuck, being in one place, and water, emotions. <laughs> I don't know. A going tum- deeper, going deeper. This right? sounds like rapids, a river, going down the river. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Interesting to think about, yeah. It is, which in many ways is like a... a but you have Juno with the moon. Well, that... Yes, and Juno does have a lot with the marriage and the our, and women. Our, our significant others. Yeah. The moon's also the public and women. Right. Boy, Juno yeah. reminded me of that. But it yeah. is the public. And really, for the United States of America, the public as an energy and women as an energy has this significant power to make change. So it's really useful for us to use this energy with mercury there to talk just as we are talking and to be a catalyst for others to really start engaging with others some of these really great questions you've presented about oh, asking uranus mm-hmm. attached to uh, sorry I no 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 uh, please with, do. Uh, uranus attached to juno and um the moon that's like it's going to feel weird and strange mm-hmm. and let that be it's not going to be comfortable it is because it is Come to think of it, the moon is attachment and emotions, and Uranus is detachment, sure, yeah. you know, and observation. So it's struggling to look. But perhaps if we use that water trine, then you can have insights. Right, and maybe that's why Juno's between them, because she's kind of like oh. a peacemaker, or a, you know, let's work this out, like she always did in, on Mount Olympus. <laughs> that's, that's like her. Yeah, Demetra George adds a lot to Juno. I was trying to check, you know, because so often we think of the discord that Juno is unhappy about things, but really she's asking, let's have this relationship, this yes. partnership. Yeah, she's a great yeah. goddess. Yeah, the, the asteroid goddesses, uh, Juno, Vesta, Pallas, and well, Ceres is now a planet. I wish uh, we had named some big planets for them, so we'd have big goddess energy in the chart. Well, <laughs> there is a thought that Pluto, now that it has gone to dwarf. Planet status is actually, I think, in a wonderfully new, just as powerful, if not more powerful, because you have this host of other dwarf planets that really signify so much more growth that, you know, with the crossings of their different orbits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it could be that just like now in society that we're going from this matriarchal to patriarchal that we've talked about different orbits. And the energies here of, of, of Mars and it, with the moon, for instance, is, you know, the classic male and right. female or receptive and aggressive or however we want to look at these energies. 
that uh, also the asteroids will carry added significance as we start looking at life more spiritually mm. as a you know, connection. I, I think of the trans-Neptunians, all the Pluto-sized planets that are invisible between mm. the big planets and the stars. And then you have, of course, the asteroid belt. They're there, but they're invisible, so they're very subtle. So we've had astrology with very visible things, and they, they're very loud, but there's also undercurrents going on, and that's how I look at those. Beautiful. Yeah. In fact, that goes with quantum theories of, of, and the word subtle. And that reminds me that right now we need to bring up the fact that Mars physically is the closest it's been to yeah. Earth in 6,000 years except for 2003. That's just astronomical. Yeah, the power. And when it's close like that. I've been like trying that, to look for it at night, but I haven't seen it yet because of the clouds. So oh, come on, oh, Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> give us a break. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Maybe tonight. Maybe tonight. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that means it's, it's the closer it is, many astrologers, for instance, Rick Levine, who's here in Seattle, also the, gives a wonderful monthly talk and has just now been changed his, has um, checked his site out, has new opportunities for people, uh, often relates to the fact that a when a planet's closer, especially when it's retrograde, it is closer. That's the ticket. It's loud, mm-hmm. and we can hear it. So fire, uh, uh, sorry, Mars uh, being fire and mm. rage and all that stuff, and we have fires going off everywhere. Well, oh. that's also typical of the summertime on but Particularly Earth now. now. Yeah. Yeah, right. Kilauea Mountain. It's amazing. I think there's a volcano is getting active in Indonesia. I can't remember which island it was, but so now volcanic activity happening. Mars being a traditional ruler of volcanoes. And then we were talking earlier about uh, Uranus and Taurus being the same thing, upsetting the Earth. Right? Yes, yes, it is. And that mythology, too. You know, for those that follow astrology, not everybody follows the mythology as well, but really the significance of Many of these features is uh, metaphors. Metaphors are beautiful ways, as I don't know if it's Gemini Brett that brings it up, but it's like poetry, poetry yeah. of the spirit. And I, I think that's a wonderful um, realization because there is a lot of thought about how to comprehend. We're going to take a brief break and let me remind people of our phone number. Do call. We would love to talk to you. You can talk about anything you would like about cancer, your emotions, about Chiron, your experiences. Or if you have a question, both John and I would be glad astrologically to respond. And that number, I'll repeat it twice. There's two numbers, 888-298-5569. And I'll repeat it, 888, that's three eights, 298-5569. And you can try 425 Three seven three five five two seven. I'll say it once more. Four two five area code three seventy three fifty five two seven. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of Cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, 
The energy of cancer involves emotions, which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles in order to complete an evolution. Salutations from space. This is storyteller Gemini Brett, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we peek through the veil at astrology's ancient archetypes. Hi, we're back again, and that phone number, there's two of them, it's 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. We're on KKNW, so if you can't find it, just Google and it'll have it too. And we'd be glad to talk about your questions about or hear what you have to say. John and I are here. Well, we were talking about, in the meantime, we will continue to chat until you decide to call. And we were talking about the veterans that is that war energy, the warrior within, but also we have veterans that we've asked throughout the time to have war. And, you know, during Vietnam, it was a draft. There wasn't any choice. Mm-hmm. People grew yeah. up in this country. I'm married to a veteran. And there was this big moment of, of, of faith, of, of trust of the United States, if you were asked, and go ahead. And yet there hasn't been recognition from a country, I think there is this sense, maybe because of ourselves, know that we alienate ourselves from our emotions to a certain extent, maybe because of trauma, maybe because of mental aptitude, which it is a mental sign. But the fact is, until we're whole, until we accept our shadow side, however it is, it it has a grip on us, you know, and, and there's always a strength. So we could go to the strength. And you were mentioning about ideas that that for veteran healing or that was one idea I think you were talking about. Well, I just, uh, there's lots of organizations where you can donate to, to help out veterans. And uh, I found a list of things you can do. Um, first of all, provide comfort and help. And um, relieving financial burdens. There's organizations that will help do that. Provide a positive outlet. And Empower recovery through sports. Mm. That's that Aries thing again, the sports, right? Yes, and I've seen that quite a bit with horses and many sports. It's really very powerful. There's television. I'm giving it a sense sense of purpose. And unity and, and yes. A place in the community, right? Mm. Provide rest, recovery, and rejuvenation. That's paramount. And things to think about yeah cancer really needs to process the emotional it's very internal and it takes time and it has its own time and it needs safety too safety to feel and i think maybe that's really as an archetype for to recognize and remember that as a country we have our chiron in the fourth house in aries the Aries wants to go forward, forward, but Cancer and that archetype that we're in now, I mean, reminding people, wants and needs to put the pieces together, 
right. to feel. Which to, takes time. It does. That Maybe that's what the uh, message of the season is. And maybe for the next eight years is to work on that Aries archetype, the fighter archetype. The, we've lost our frontier archetype and uh, healing that, uh, developing our homes and uh, our sense of worth and belonging of ourselves and others. And creating community. Right. I mean, yeah. community could be other things, but we, but for it is everyone. tribal. And you for can make everyone. your own family. Yeah, hmm? yeah for everybody. For is that everybody, what you yes. said? Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and particularly if people want to create their own like-minded, because I'm thinking um, our South Node is in Aquarius. So the, uh, but with, with this energy, you know, if it is groups that, are your own tribal group, just like a family is, then that's okay as long as you, because it's a network like bees, you know, lots of little cells. It's odd that we, so the south node being the past, for, I'm looking at the U.S. chart, the south node in Aquarius saying we come from community, but the north node's in Leo, which kind of tells you that we have to stand out on our own, which is very interesting to think about, and I wonder what that would mean. And legacy, creative legacy. Yeah, oh, children. Maybe. Yeah, oh, right. it, children. Right. Yes, children or creativity. Or creating a new way to shine. Yes, to manifest the the abilities. It seems like having that nurturing, that that sense of both our sun in Cancer and and even our weak. If you think of it as a weakness, because we suffer, as you had mentioned, it is that suffering part of 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 some sort of our cause or our our, our, our warriors, you know, just the fact that we've been through all these wars does cost us emotionally. You go from the Revolution War to the Civil War to, well, besides the War of 1812, and then there's the, the, and the Mexican-American War, which I think that was 1812, and, and then the war with Korea. Um, and Vietnam, then and Iraq twice. Yes, yeah. Vietnam. Afghanistan. And, Afghanistan, <laughs> yes, all these wars that we continue to do. There's a price. There's a price on, on the emotional safety and structure um, that we need to embrace and recognize and give support and, and also... And to recognize the, uh, the men and women who go to defend the U.S. Yeah, that it's not just them. Yeah. It's us, too. There is this unity. It's part of us. We have a that we can create. That's what we're thinking of creating these families within and giving support, giving community, and, and recognizing that it, that that we're out in the front line too. And in that case of of that, and to look inside and and redefine it. That's what you were saying. Redefine really of of what the frontier is. I think that's what we're going to have to do because there's no more frontier left. Like you said, they can go deep into the ocean or into <laughs> outer space. <laughs> and that, <laughs> but some people want to do that. <laughs> I mean, deep but in the like, ocean. Not all of us can do that, perhaps. No. A few astronauts to start out. <laughs> and besides that, what a beautiful world is that, like, energy never really, well, energy never gets destroyed. So once again, if we can just recreate our space, redefine our relationships, redefine our... A way to do that might be to look at, uh, as Chiron passes through Aries, it's going to square all the U.S. planets in Cancer. Oh. So the first will be, like, Venus, and then, I don't have the dates of these, no. 
I don't sure to look them up. So early in the transit, it'll hit Venus, then it'll hit Jupiter, then it'll square the Sun, which will be a big one, and then it'll square Mercury. That is, and they spread and so out it's spread early. all through Cancer. So as Chiron makes its way through Aries, it'll touch on each of those planets. And the first one, of course, it's going to square is um, uh, Mars. No, it's done that already. I'm sorry, that's in Gemini. But the first one it'll hit will be Venus. Well, it's, it's squaring Mars just because it's conjunct. Exactly. Yeah. So there are those personal planets. And for other people, just to remind you, for the some of you that are listening that don't know the facts, there is 30 degrees in a sign. Right. And so Venus is at three, Cancer, Jupiter is conjuncted. That means it's also at five, Cancer. The sun is 13 degrees, which I think there's a, Royal Star. Oh, Proct- I'm trying to think. Proct- uh, Procton. Procyon. Procyon, yes. Maybe, yeah. And then the Mercury, which is always, because the personal planet Venus and Mercury never travel far from the sun. You can just see right. that in the up in the sky. Mercury and Venus hang out together a lot. They do. <laughs> so they might go a little bit ahead or before into us. I mean, depending on where the sun is, they might be in the next pl- next sign or the one behind but in our chart, they're all in Cancer. That means they're all looking at the sun, and they're all looking at, well, they're all looking at the moon because the moon rules it, Cancer, and right. the moon is in Aquarius. So the first planet up is Venus, so Chiron squaring Venus will be very interesting, the national Venus, Venus being, well, resources, I think. Absolutely. And and, and our value. What do we value? That's what we're looking at right now. What's and it will be during the time that Uranus is still in. Well, in fact, right. Well, I'm just thinking of Uranus and Taurus, of resources, of asking us of our values, which goes back to what are the concerns and the, the priorities that we have within. Are they spirit? Is everything measured? Is everything to be gained just for the self? How do we help the other? How does that help us? Families, here we are splitting families, Hmm. just like we have, I must say. You know, when you look at the past, and that is cancer, the light of the moon is the past. As you had brought up with the Indians, taking them, putting Uh, them uh, on reservations. Cancer country should really not tear apart families. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that, especially since you have the South Node in Cancer too. You well understand. I have the Moon in no, my first house. I have the South Node house. in Capricorn. I have a North Node in Cancer. Oh yes, yeah. pardon me. That's <laughs> what I meant. Yes, yes, and I have the Moon in. I have Chiron on the midheaven, so I, I, uh, kind of express that planet to the world. I think so. Mm. Well, we all have, as it has been said before, all these in different degree in right. different. Uh, recipes, you might say, in our chart. But individual poems. Yes, <laughs> there you go. That's right. So uh, the U.S. is also going to have a its Pluto return. That is, I think, in 2025, 2022. Is it 2022? Right. And we have the dates of the, that's in the midst of the Chiron return, Right. Yes, yes, so it all is. So this is happening to the U.S. It's really interesting. It is. So what it's that means is Pluto uh, takes 248 years to go around the sun. 
And since the founding of the U.S., it will have gone around the sun once. And Pluto coming back home to its birthplace uh, means, or the, to, the, to the chart's birthplace, means a rebirth. It does. A relook at that planet's energy. Pluto is rebirth. Pluto is transformation. Right. It's like what life is not being supported, what has died, what needs to be shattered and like the snake shed its skin and create the new. It's and special it, for the U.S. I wrote down here, reconsider the use of power. Yes. It is power and empowerment and lack and disempowerment. Right. Yeah. And 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 really, so Chiron does lead up towards a real stepping stone, a constant stepping stone. And I'm glad that you brought this up about how it's going to affect us. Like right now, it's about our energies going, our, our uh, because it's at our root. Chiron inherently is in our roots of the fourth house. So it's asking us about our integration of past and future with the nodes, then it's going to go in some years to our values and then to our perspectives of Jupiter, and then it'll take a little longer till it gets to our identity. Identity, that's going to be a big one for the U.S. It will be, which is everything is always incorporated through identity. That's the sun. It's like that umbrella, but here... Uh, if we're living in times where... Uh, so you have Chiron and Pluto are the big planets in this time. Uh, to me, Pluto and Chiron are like uh, a balancing act. Pluto terminates and uh, Chiron rebalances. Mm-hmm. It's like a marriage and divorce or virus and a cure, stuff like that. Well, it does give. And it. you have these two planets of these opposites trying to work themselves out, which is what we're dealing with. Well, the gift. We, we, we have mm-hmm. to think about what, what, what's being destroyed, okay? Can we let that go? And what needs to replace it? And does it serve that wound that we're able to right. remobilize? That's what I'm... Was, yeah. Yes, this is beautiful. A good uh, synastry of energy there mm-hmm. to utilize. Because really, when something doesn't function and... It is in Capricorn. Pluto's in Capricorn. Function and use is paramount. It either has a structure. Old structure is not holding together anymore. Yeah, They're it's outdated. like decayed. <laughs> I know. Bash. You know, it's going to fall need, down. Need some updating. Yes. Or a total recalibration of those parts into a yeah. new part. It's not complete and utter destruction. Throw it all away. It's like, what can it be replaced with? How can it be refined? How can we change it so it works better? Yeah. Right? And really, How can we update? With Chiron, I'm remembering, too, with this wound of our in Aries, which presents our separate need to, Aries needs to separate, needs to go its direction, but it's also how can that direction, as we were talking about, be um, focused on one's own ability within the self. But it is through teaching, through helping, through mentoring, and so, Chiron in a works. sense, one may still have their errors, or not, not errors, that their, their, their wounds of suffering that seem to not be healed. You know, looking at the mythology, just like the mother that rejected or, or abandoned from their home, or, or whether it's the wound, like the actual arrow in the thigh, such as a veteran. But yet, through helping others and, or giving what their gifts are. So 
Chiron is yes. the mentor, sure. and I've worked many years as a special ed teacher. And mostly of my jobs have been one-on-one -on -one positions with special needs kids. And the skills that I've honed in doing that are, and they're so Chiron, I'm going to read them for you, being willing to share skills, knowledge, and expertise, positive role model, take a personal interest in the mentoring relationship, exhibit enthusiasm in the field, value ongoing learning and growth, respect by colleagues, set and meet personal and professional goals, provide guidance and constructive feedback, honor sacred space, and visualize, most importantly, visualize the mentee as being successful. I was just reading that today. That last comment, very important. To They're recognize. already successful, and they, and they can be. And you have to have that much belief when it's special ed. You have to kind of believe that they can do it so you can get out of their way so they can take chances and do things. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Special Olympics was just bringing that up with somebody that did so well and clearly said just what you were echoed what you were saying that they personally didn't feel as though they were not capable. Right. It's just they were. This is what <laughs> they did, and so I think it's that judgment that we have, and maybe that's a lot of it with the Capricorn hmm. in Pluto. Right. To suspend that judgment. I mean, we need judgment at a moment, kind of like we're sailing a ship. I mean, we're sailing where to put the, the wind, I mean, the, the sails so our, and, and where to put the rudder. I don't sail a lot, mm -hmm. but I know that's what you do, right? Yeah. And, and therefore, but other than that, you just tack and you, you go forward. You don't stay in that one judgment because it keeps changing. We, I used to, my favorite class with the special ed kids was PE. And we play kickball. It was such a trip. And these kids, man, they were great. They were, I mean, they're low-functioning kids, but they didn't care. They were all, they just, all they cared about was the game and all the disabilities disappeared. So, oh, which is really cool. That is beautiful. I, I loved kickball myself. It was just, you know, the, it's, you can kick the ball. It's nice and soft. It's, it's far. Everybody has a good, has fun running the bases. And that's really the sport. You know, if we think of the Olympics, Olympics itself, that whole idea was for the sport of it. It wasn't really, it's competition, of course, but sure. the priority was the participation. In the early Olympic Games, they had poetry and painting and sculpture. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Which the arts. Early, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's a real blend of spirit and matter. Yeah, incorporating. Yeah, yeah I like these stepping stones. I, I'm so glad that you wanted to um, speak about Chiron. It's an energy that really is critical. We all, it, it has in its own orbit, it returns at 50 years. So anybody around 50, 50 and a half has that on a personal level. It seems as though there's a certain equality of, of spirit that a person feels. What do you mean? 50. I don't know if you're 50. I'm <laughs> 54. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I had older my too. return. That was, wow, that was great. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had my, and it seemed like there was a, 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 a new beginning of, of picking up, kind of like from your bootstraps, like, okay, let's get out and just go forward. I worry less about what people think now, which I kind of like. That's been liberating for me. Yeah, we, well, my husband and I, we went off, to, we actually went down to Mexico. <laughs> we, 
yeah, traveled like we'd wanted to, and we lived down there, and many new adventures. It's all. It, sometimes it's hard to define one aspect versus the other one. But and when I read and um, I use evolutionary techniques when I read birth charts, and I look at Pluto as being the deep past, and I look at Chiron as being the deep future. It's like something you want to regain or that you've had before, which puts an interesting twist on readings. It does, John. And, and it also echoes that uh, twin thing between Pluto and Chiron. Is there two sides of the same coin, maybe? Yes. I'm glad you're repeating this because I think this is a message as we're, we have still several minutes here, but as closing, I think that's so important what you're saying here. And also with the factors that you had being a special ed teacher, which we went to others, but to, to comment on these perspective of, of looking at others, whomever they are with the eyes that, they are a whole person. It may right. not be quite as we would do things, or they may not. It's about acceptance, I guess. Yes. Right. And respect, like you said, it, it, respect for their spot in life. Because we are one family, but we certainly can't live under one roof, you know. There's, a, there's an American challenge. is a culture developed on the individual, and yet collectively it's kind of, not holding together like it should and to think in terms of family a greater family could be very helpful i think yeah that family does um, support easy, it's maybe easier said than done it's it's a huge thing yeah to respect to, autonomy to and and respect autonomy perhaps of the individual in the family come to think of it and, I hadn't and providing that. things that support for that individual growth yes Healthcare yes education because and, each person has their own way of metabolizing, you might say, their growth process, mm -hmm. which is so Cancerian and so in the fourth house, and their own sense of what they want to achieve in their direction. And you can meet people where they are. And yes. Uh, honor that, respect that, and go from there. It can be very good for people. And that people, no matter who anyway, they are, have I, yeah, experience. Yeah, kid comes in, um, I see them how they are, and I go from there. You know? You have a great gift. I, I really love... Many of your after you develop all the trust, and <laughs> so yeah. Well, it's the safety, which right. you know, trust would be you. You let a person know that there's safety in them right. expressing who they are. Mm -hmm. It's a fun job. Well, that's another fact. Here is is that everybody through their own experience and through having experiences. I think that's a beautiful thing about Aries is that have experience. Get out there and. Take that risk to do something. I mean, if one sees it as a risk, because actually an Aryan person may not see it as a risk. They just see, hey, there's a, a, a direction to go. You know? <laughs> right. Let's go there. <laughs> Ready, fire, aim, as Rick Levine would say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, talk about it. So oh, uh, in, uh, anybody can teach you anything. Perhaps it's another thing to, to look at. Very important. Yeah, share the there um that and the and the closeness and to realize that there is an emotional closeness that we can bond through because if we have our south node in aquarius which is mental it's genius it's trauma it's so many things of of of, of potential. a whole bunch of individuals 
Yes. Coming together to make a radical But we new do country. band yeah, together on this common theme of 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 having homes and having safety. And so by looking inside we can reevaluate. We have a few minutes here. I'm going to right now just thank once again remind people where you're listening, and that's 1150 KKNW. It's based in Seattle. That's Pacific Time. And John Luke, an astrologer here in Seattle, traditional evolutionary astrologer. Traditionary. <laughs> oh, traditionary. Hey, that's a great term. Yes, has been speaking tonight. And you can find him on Big Blue Astrology. He's just now formating his website it's not up yet it's still under construction we'll get there it'll be soon i know you've said that and so you can check him and next week we actually have liz mouchette who will be returning she opened us back in april 7th and she'll be talking about we'll continue cancer because we have two more weeks of cancer and we have quite a few things we should mention and we have a few minutes here we can still talk you and i john I thank you so much, Val. Thank you again. Mm-hmm. And that is that we have this new, this eclipse coming up. All right. Yeah, it's on the 12th here in Seattle. Opposite At, Pluto. Oh, our natal, our, yes, our natal Pluto. Yes, absolutely. So it is looking for us to really, it's with all, everything we've spoken of now with this conjunction, except the moon, of course, has moved from, Uranus, it'll go, as it does, it goes two and a half days. It keeps moving its signs. It'll be with the sun at 20 degrees Cancer. So if anybody has that in their chart or a cardinal sign. But yes. Stand in your power and authority. Yes, opposite. or And the transformation. Looking at where is it that perhaps uh, the, the, the structure needs to shift. Or become more personal. I think there's going to be a lot of transits like that through the through this Chiron season, and well, with um, Uranus now in Taurus, it's going to be lots of shifting. So, and then we have also a full moon, but that'll be in our Leo time, right? Yes, and it's most interesting because we have a full moon between two eclipses, and Leo will have two eclipses. Mm. But this is stepping stones. It is absolutely true. Well, John, it's been absolutely marvelous. I am empowered thinking that we have reason to connect with this empowerment of the future, with the transformation of our of our inner self. Thank you, Sue. It's a pleasure being here. Oh, we'll Thank do you. it again. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.